0: Milwaukee Alderman Michael Murphy, who serves the 10th Aldermanic District on the city's west side, announced late last year that he will not be seeking re-election after 35 years in office. He'll be the third longest-serving council member in the city's history after he leaves office in April. Lake Effect's Excret Nunez spoke to residents in Murphy's District about the retirement of their longtime alderman, and we'll hear from Murphy himself about his choice to retire and his plans for the future.
1: Alderman Michael Murphy was first elected to the council in 1989 when he was 27 years old. Before then, he served as an office aide to his predecessor, Brian Burke. In a letter to his constituents, Murphy, who's now 61 years old, said he loves his job and his decision to not run for re-election wasn't an easy one to make. Pat Miller was sad to hear about Murphy's retirement, She's a longtime resident of Martin Drive and one of Murphy's constituents.
2: He's the best alderman in the city of Milwaukee, which is something that I often would tell him when I ask for something and he resolves it like faster than you can blink your eye. And I don't think you get that in America or anywhere now, that sort of responsiveness and dedication that he has But it's not just even fixing the problem. It is getting back to you to let you know how it is going to be fixed and when it is going to be fixed.
1: Miller says Murphy has been her alderman for all 35 years he's been in office. She first moved to Martin Drive in 1987. Aldermen can serve as powerful connectors between residents and city services, making sure broken streetlights get repaired or damaged sidewalks get rebuilt. Miller says that's what Murphy did for his constituents. Those changes might seem small, but she says they make a difference.
2: Truly, this neighborhood was in a lot of disrepair. And when we started the organization and started noticing specifically what needed to be fixed and asking for help to get it fixed, that is something that empowers people because there are other districts where the aldermans don't help like that. And so you get this feeling of hopelessness, but instead we got a group of people who believed we can change things because we would constantly see that in a way we were changing things. We would see something wrong, it needed to be fixed, and with help of Michael Murphy or whatever supporting departments, we would get these things modified and changed and fixed. And that gave the people a lot of, I don't want to say power, but a lot of confidence that they had control and could make things better too, instead of just saying, mm, they'll never do anything about that. It's, that's just the way it is.
1: Another one of Murphy's constituents echoes Miller's feelings about the alderman's retirement.
0: I was very disappointed to hear that he was not going to be our alderman any longer because I really respect him and appreciate the work that he does.
1: That's Megan Kennedy. She's lived in Endress Park for 20 years, but says she didn't reach out to Murphy until a few years ago. She says that when she began to feel unsafe about walking throughout her neighborhood, her neighbors encouraged her to tell Murphy at one of their community meetings. But it was her first time ever reaching out to a politician for help so she was unsure how things would turn out.
0: I mentioned that there were a few intersections in our neighborhood that did not have any stop signs at all. I'd seen fender benders, I'd seen people speeding through those intersections, and I mentioned that to him, and he said, just please follow up with an email, and I did, and he responded immediately, and he had his people go out and study the intersections, and within probably a month or six weeks, there were stop signs installed in four different intersections at least in the neighborhood it's nice to know that somebody in politics cares about your neighborhood i think every meeting he ever had in my neighborhood he started saying i'm just honored to be here i'm happy to be part of this community and just had a lot of really positive things to say about the neighborhood and how he wanted the best for us and that was his job is to help our community stay and become better and i just feel like he
1: really worked at that kennedy says she hopes murphy will guide the next alder person to connect with constituents as well as he did now we'll hear alderman michael murphy reflect on his time in office and what's next for him he begins by explaining why he decided to retire
3: It was a very difficult decision, one in which um, when you are in public service, it's hard to give it up. And um, for me, um, it came down to that uh, I think it's an opportunity for some younger people to take advantage of the open seat and give them an opportunity to run for office. And also, um, as I've gotten older, I've decided that maybe I'd like to take a different endeavor of... um, some areas where um, personal growth for my own life and family is something I would like to consider because uh, public service is, uh, if, if people do it the right way, is all in, encompassing in which um, I dedicated pretty much um, most if not two-thirds of my professional life and personal life to service of our community. And I would just take a, a, a little bit of a break to focus more on my family and, and some other personal endeavors
1: what would the next chapter of your life, what could it look like? And will you still be active in the community?
3: Yes, I will. I mean, I, I, my parents are immigrants to this country, and one of the things they instill uh, into all their five children was an obligation to give back to this country. And so all of us, in one way or another, have tried to meet that goal and, and, and objective for our parents. So I, I'm sure I will continue doing some sort of service whether it's as a volunteer um, in one or other capacity, but we plan on staying here.
1: Absolutely. And so you've served on a multitude of committees during your time in office. What project are you most proud of that you got off the ground?
3: Well, you know, in 35 years, I think I've started a lot of projects that I'm really proud of. I think certainly the Housing Trust Fund, which is uh, an organization that provides grants and aids to low-income housing and affordable housing. So we've created nearly 2,000 units of permanent supportive housing for people generally who would be living on the streets. And so I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the MK Play Initiative, which has raised approximately $4 million in private dollars. And we just completed our 23rd park renovation in the city of Milwaukee. Um, a lot of children in our city don't have the same opportunities as other kids, and playgrounds are an important component of their well-being the Milwaukee Opiate Response Initiative was an important project I created a number of years ago. You know, we've had a terrible problem of opiate and heroin deaths and cocaine deaths and now fentanyl has had a terrible impact on the community. So uh, nearly eight years ago, created an organization to really work with our fire department social workers to provide assistance to people who have um, had, you know, unfortunately um, overdoses. and proud to say we're nearly over 100 people now and we have in treatment that quite honestly probably would not be alive today. Um, Um, The Milwaukee restaurant uh, 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 where you see your your grading system, I created that program um, to help improve really um, not the marketability of restaurants, but really to improve food quality. So we hope that when people make a decision going to a restaurant, they look at the grading system as a factor in Um, making a decision of staying and eating there, but also it encourages the restaurants to try and keep that grade level. And so they do a better job of keeping it clean and safe for all of us. Um, The Police on Bikes program, you know, I'm proud that that got created many years ago. um, My efforts just in the district to help local businesses, whether it be on Valid or North Avenue or Center Street, um, working to help um, save the Valley neighborhood when it had terrible flooding in 97. And Work with the sewage District as a commissioner to raise twelve million dollars to put in a flood uh, wall to save the valley from future flooding, and then also remove the concrete um, along the Menominee River, which has now really helped spur on greater improvement in water quality, and we see a much a, a bigger and ability of fish to migrate further upstream, and so we see a, a really improvement in that area, um, and just as a fiscal steward. Of the city to make sure that we all recognize the importance that you know we're not a wealthy city, and that making sure that you know we are cognizant of the fact that some people it's very hard to pay taxes, and trying to keep taxes at a level um, that people can stay and live in our city.
1: Right, and so I kind of want to look on the other side of things. You know, as you reflect on your nearly thirty-five years in office. Is there anything you wish you would have accomplished or that you wish the Common Council could have accomplished during your time?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, we, I wish we had had better relationship with um, the state government. Be, you know, more recently, we've been able to reach um, a settlement with the state as it relates to an enhanced uh, tax base by drawing down on the sales tax. But, you know, for many years, the city was frozen in terms of its shared revenue and as a result, we had to continue cutting, cutting, cutting um, real core services for citizens. And relying just on the property tax base as a method of paying for government um, was a no-win situation. And so having better relations with the state, you know, it would have been helpful. I mean, the problem is we're a very, you know, bifurcated state. You see elections is always 50-50, and unfortunately, we, we've become... Um, it's us versus them and them versus us. And I wish we'd had better relationships. It, it would have been helpful for I think the state also, because we are their largest city and when their biggest economic engine, but we seem to always have been you know the poster boy to beat up. And um, I hope we try and change that dynamics going forward and in, in the future years because you know, as Milwaukee goes, so does the state of Wisconsin. So we need to recognize that.
1: And so I met with a couple of residents in your district to hear their thoughts on your news of not seeking re-election. And something that would come up frequently is that it seems for an alder person to stay in that position for so long, like that seems rare. Sometimes seen as a position, maybe someone might stay in for a while and go on to the next higher position. What made you want to continue to be an alderman for so long?
3: It's a great question. I've been asked it a few times. I, you know, I had the greatest job in the world. Um, Every day I could go to work and I would be able to make a difference in improving the lives of people. I mean, that's a great opportunity and a great gift. Um, You know, and I would get stopped at the grocery store and, and, you know, commonly and people would bring issues with me. And I always remember a story where somebody said brought up an issue that was a federal issue. And... uh, I said, you know, listen, I'll be happy to help you, but it's really an area out of my jurisdiction. It's really with Congress, and you may want to check in with your congressperson. And they go, well, no, they're way too busy. That's why I'm talking to you. (laughs) And I think for aldermen, we're the closest to the people. I deal with everything from garbage collection to police services to housing. Um, So I'm at the forefront of helping people every single day. So if you're an actively engaged alderman, you answer your own phone, you talk to citizens, you go door to door, you meet them at their businesses, you see daily what's going on in their lives. And um, and I think, you know, there's an old saying, all politics is local. And you can't be more local than being a, an alderman. Um, but I, you know, I really believe, and you know, what's instilled in me from my mom and dad, that public service is something that we have an obligation to get back to this country. I'm the first in my family to be born here. I take that seriously and I, I hope I fulfilled what their dreams were for me and from and for our, my brothers who all and sister who have all either been teaching teachers um or communicators. So I think um it's a very honorable job and I, I encourage people to look at politics as an honorable profession if it's done the right way.
1: Sure. And, um, you know, each district has several neighborhoods with their own unique needs and values, like you were mentioning. How did you connect with and balance serving so many different communities?
3: Yeah, I have 22 distinct neighborhoods in my automatic district and probably the most diverse in uh, gender, age, um, and race. And I think that's where it gets down to: is not being in your office, is going out and meeting with people. And I would do a neighborhood walk with just about every single neighborhood all every year, and going to those black watch meetings, and going to those black parties. Um, and you know, you have a I have a very big district in the context of it goes from Highway 100 to 35th Street, from I-94 to 76 and Capitol. So um, each neighbor had some unique issues, whether it's some of it. Um, was crime or some of it was, you know, road repair. So what I tried to do is make sure that I was out in the public on a regular basis, hearing people and what their issues were.
1: And just to wrap up, with city elections on the horizon, what's your advice for the next person to become representative of the 10th district?
3: Be lucky like me to have a wonderful spouse and daughter who supported me because in politics, like I say, it, it can be 20 hours a day, Um, and every weekend you're working if if you're doing the right way. So my advice is um, uh, to recognize that um, serving in office is a gift and a privilege, and that you have an obligation to um, honor that by serving it in a manner in which you recognize um, it's the people's voices that count and, and not your yours. And sometimes it's hard to tone down your own ego, but um, recognizing, you know, what is best for the community and putting their wishes forward.
1: Will you help show the ropes to the next alderman?
3: If they want it. You know, <laughs> I, I've learned that uh, uh, I, I'm happy to help in any way I can, and um, it, it, but, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those people telling them what to do but uh, if, if somebody reaches out, I'm gonna be happy to be there.
1: Right. Well, Alderman Murphy, thank you so much for speaking with me today and for reflecting on your time in office with me.
3: It's been an honor.
0: Alderman Michael Murphy has served the 10th Aldermanic District on Milwaukee's West Side since 1989. His tenure will end in April. Pat Miller and Megan Kennedy both live in Murphy's district. They each spoke with Lake Effect's Excret Nunez. On Monday's show, we'll explain just what the Common Council does and how your alderman can serve
1: you.